0: Hi, this is Mike Townsend, UX Creative Director at Project 202, and I'm here with Michael Blakesley, VP of User Experience, and Kevin Green, Digital Transformation Officer. How are you guys doing today? Doing
1: well, thanks.
2: Thanks, Mike. Good. How are you? I'm doing awesome.
0: Well, today we're here to talk about digital transformation, uh, a word that is kind of a a buzzword in the industry and has uh, taken off as kind of a a, a catch-all or a solution to a lot of problems, but we're here to... Uh, Talk a little bit about, you know, the actual ways you can solve problems with digital transformation. Uh, Michael and Kevin both have been talking about this quite a bit and they decided to share this with me. And so we can have a a nice pointed conversation about what it will actually do for our industry. So first off, uh, can one of you define what you feel personally digital transformation is?
2: So it's a, it's a very broad term, and I think that's one of the biggest challenges in the, in the marketplace right now is it is very uh, all-encompassing. Um, a lot of people are trying to come out and define it and, and start to break down and, and put digital transformation into more granular terms. So what we're seeing now is a definition that focuses on process enhancements, uh, on business process uh, or, or go-to-market changes. Uh, so how do you change your overall business offering? And then a third is really kind of this upgrading and digitization uh, of the entire customer experience, and so really digital transformation is falling into one of those kind of three core buckets. Uh, but it's still because of we're such in early stages of it, uh, still ill-defined.
1: Yeah, and I I think that there's you know there's a lot of things that it it's it's maybe not uh, when you think about just kind of these very single threaded kind of activities you know there's a number of those things that where we're talking about just digitizing analog tools or um you know trying to think about modernizing an outdated process or practice but uh really you know when you think about it uh and i think Kevin mentioned this kind of more holistic perspective. It's a it needs to be a cross company priority. It needs to be something that you know is really a metaf- metamorphosis of the business to you know think about ways that you know develop a mindset for innovation. And uh, it's not just uh, I think Kevin, you've phrased it as it's not just a functional area, right? It's it's something much more broad than that, right?
0: So, are we seeing uh, the use of digital transformation being? uh, more functional today. And the suggestion from you guys is to make it more of this holistic transformation of a, of a company or culture.
1: Yeah. Well, I I think for, for me, you know, what's really kind of, I guess, surprising is, is that, uh, You know, at Project 202, we've been doing these kinds of things, or at least the the kind of the case studies that we see in the market are the things that Project 202 has been doing for years where, you know, we see an opportunity to innovate, you know, to take maybe an analog process or something that is a bit outdated and, you know, coming up with a path for innovation through doing generative user research, doing some ideation uh, coming up with a backlog, developing that product, and then iterating iterating on that product and trying to do that in a very, you know, cost-effective and a very, you know, uh, fast time to market, you know, having this kind of uh, bias towards action. Um, the the thing of it is, is that I guess the market is kind of coming catching up with the idea that that is a good way to do things, um, to take this kind of approach and to try and, you know, institutionalize that I think is what the the concept of digital transformation is uh, right now is this, you know, how do, we, how do we get that goodness to happen more frequently and more confidently within the walls of, a, of an organization?
2: And I'd say that, you know, what's really given rise to digital transformation and why it's become such a buzzword and, and why it's everybody's priority is the proliferance of data. So because so much quantitative data exists now, and we've really seen it over the last three years, where all these organizations can very quickly get specific customer data, they're now looking at all of the, the information to say, well, here, I can make all these changes, and here's what these customers are doing in real time. So it's created this sense of urgency to change based on the data that we have that's coming in and and the volume of data that's coming in. But the challenge is, and and even Gartner has said this, is by over indexing on the quantitative data, we're kind of becoming data blind. So you can get overwhelmed by the numbers and you can make decisions based on what you're seeing from a bunch of numbers. and, And that doesn't necessarily reflect what your customers want. I think, you know, that's what Michael was alluding to is we've been doing this for so long, and and you know, David Lancashire always says we you know digital transformation is just what we've been doing for 20 years. It's just the new term. Uh, so for us, it's it's one of those things where it's how do you really get the full degree, 360 degree of the customer and understand what they're doing beyond just those data points. But I think that's been the major catalyst for for why digital transformation has become the number one priority for CEOs and CIOs and CMOS, uh, regardless of you know size of business.
1: Right, because you know it is. You know, I, I will give it that, and and say that it is a a change in the way that you know businesses uh, have been operating. You know, it's uh, we've we've kind of been um, you know looking at the industry as a whole. Um, these organizations have grown to these massive scales, uh, at least with you know a lot of the industry and Fortune 100 companies, and and kind of if you even extend that bubble out to you know. Um, startups that have gotten past that introduction to the market and they actually have a product now that you know they quickly start to adopt some of these um kind of practices that uh, tend to uh, slow down innovation and uh, you know I think some of it is this this need to to kind of reinvigorate the the overall organization so that I think that that's why there's this interest in having a term associated with it because there there does need to be a catalyst to kind of reorient the business back towards, you know, how do we how do we take some of these traditional statistical um, pieces of data, um, more of these traditional kind of market driven data, and marry them with, you know, what we're you know observing with users and seeing with, uh, you know, the actual customers, and trying to tie it all together with a story about, you know, what customers do. Um, but you can't have that story if you don't actually get close to the customers and do that frequently. You know, data is gonna change or at least the picture of the customer may change six months, you know, three months, you know, depending on what's happening in the market. And so you can't just rely on, you know, data that you, you know, cultivated from a year or two years ago to influence, you know, the what the direction of the business.
0: It sounds like getting close to your customers or understanding your customers is one step to doing this correctly what are some other ways you're seeing this not done correctly or uh, things or steps that are left out?
2: Well, I think you know a lot of what we're seeing is the data will point to one specific challenge within the overall customer journey. So a lot of what we're reading and all these success stories that we see about these brands who are you know successfully implementing their digital transformation are well on their way to executing their digital transformation. When you actually drill into what they're doing, it's very much, uh, they're, they're leveraging that kind of disrupt the marketplace term. So they're coming out with kind of a new business model or they've launched a new product that's intended to stave off disruption. But the challenges in most of these cases, they're additive to the existing experience and they're not looking at the impact that these new additions or these innovations will have on the end-to-end customer journey. So it becomes much harder to integrate these into the business. It becomes, in some ways, create more more complex for the customer. So we're seeing a lot of additive touch points in that customer journey, uh, which just creates more overhead, more time, uh, more challenges in the long run. I mean, we see we've seen it in interviews with with a lot of different brands who have taken a process that typically is done in an analog environment and they've digitized it. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to improve the customer's experience with your brand, and that that causes all sorts of challenges. So, for us, what we we talk about a lot is, you know, you have to understand that full end to end journey. And as Michael was saying, you can look at the data and you can identify an area that may be an opportunity, but when you look at it through the lens of every touchpoint, you can find out that what you're doing may improve one data point, but it's going to completely disrupt and eliminate the value you're getting up and down the the entire process. Uh, so that kind of short-sightedness, that narrow point of view as you're going in and thinking about uh, how to improve the customer experience is probably the biggest mistake I think we're seeing across the board.
1: Yeah, and, you know, I think that well, you know, maybe time will tell on some of this is that uh, um, that that kind of the improvements do con- tend to kind of compound on themselves, you know, that when you create that improvement, and as long as you have this kind of digital transformation, truly genuinely within an organization, you're going to be able to capitalize on some of those changes. You know, for example, you know, I think one of the, the, um, kind of case studies that we saw out in the, the, the blogosphere were, was around, you know, a business, uh, you know, a, a, car dealership that, you know, had, a kind of more paper-based way of doing a uh, an audit or a rundown on a, a vehicle, and then the the kind of the, the tech would have to come back and enter that back in when in sitting in front of a computer. And so, the, kind of a logical conclusion, they said, well, let's let's make that more tablet-based and enabled. The, the challenge that, you know, I or at least I got kind of frustrated with is like there wasn't really an explanation as to how that benefited the business, how that benefited the customer experience. It was really just we achieved success because we digitized this thing that was not digitized yet. And I think the more interesting story is when you actually see when those things happen, what kind of, you know, the ripple effect that has within a business um, you know, for instance, one of the things that I thought was uh, really cool with uh, one of the the clients that we had worked with over the past few years, uh, financial services bin- business, that, um, you know, they were looking to improve their um, uh, online kind of channel for um, lead gen- loan generation and loan origination. And, you know, there was definitely a lot of room for improvement, and uh, what we had done is focused on digitizing the loan application process but what we ended up doing as we started to better understand the customer journey we better understood you know what the customers and and potential customers would need along the kind of the the chain before you actually go to apply for a loan and when you start to look at all those different uh, touch points along that journey we were finding new places to interact with them to educate the customer and so that what it ended up doing is we had multiple touch points along this customer journey before you get to an application process and by improving the amount of communication and information that consumers had up through the funnel they could significantly reduce the amount of call center volume that they were having and so that turns into real dollars right i mean that that's being able to make a uh, better use of the the people that are in the call centers and oh by the way maybe their it, their job is more enjoyable because they're actually able to deal with more you know interesting customer challenges They're in trying to focus on how to improve the customer experience rather than dealing with some really you know easy to solve kind of challenges that you know a better tuned website could be able to to do to improve the customer experience
0: Understanding the user, a clear business reason, a clear uh, reason for the customer, all those sound like prime reasons to do digital transformation. Uh, am I leaving anything major out there? I mean, what else is part of the the formula to make sure this is being done right?
2: Well, it's funny when you when you say it like that, it, it just sounds so obvious. Um, <laughs> you know, and, th- and I think that's the thing is, is a lot of times it is the most obvious things. Um, you know, when you look at, you know, thinking about, well, how do I understand my users? And and we hear this all the time and, and I make this point, you know, you can go talk to anybody inside an organization and talk to any ex- executive and they'll tell you that they know their customers inside and out. And a lot of that is based on sitting down, you know, having dinner with a top tier customer and asking them how things are going and getting some tangential feedback. And that to them is the basis of interviewing their customers and understanding how, you know, how things are going, uh, I think that the, the challenge across all digital transformation is even when you say things like understanding user needs, uh, you know, and understanding their experience in the customer journey, even those things are ill defined. So, you know, what we focus on and and what we try to, to evangelize to, to our clients and, and people out there is this is not understanding user needs is not going out and having a lunch. Yeah, I mean it's not, and it's not a survey, you know, and and qualitative analysis is not sending out, you know, a link to a survey online where people can, you know, freeform in responses to your questions. That's don't get me wrong. There's there's valuable information in that, but it's not observing people going through it, and and everybody talks about. You know how new businesses today the way they're going to win is by being you know kind of a lifestyle brand or, or or being somebody who's got social responsibility because that's what people want is is they want to align to the brand they want to believe in the brand. The only way you're going to understand why people will believe in your brand is if you go out there and understand what they believe in.
0: Yeah, and that doesn't that doesn't mean bringing them in house as a group and observing them out outside of their natural habitat either because. you're you're not going to get the data you're looking for. You actually need to be spending time with that person in their life to understand who they are.
2: Absolutely. I mean, Michael said earlier, we were talking about data. You can get a ton of data and it can give you a glimpse into what people do. Um, And you can derive an inference from that that says, this is why they do it. But the, the data changes based on the experience. So somebody who's interacting with your website today may think it's the best experience, but six months from now, they're going to find something else where somebody else has raised the game and it's going to devalue the experience of your website. The hardest thing in the world to do, and and anybody who's in marketing knows this and anybody who's into design knows this, behavior change is very difficult. So going out and understanding behaviors, you're going to have a longer runway to execute against your transformation. You're going to be able to make immediate changes, but then you're also going to be able to think about the long-term implications. The data can tell you all the things you can do and how to stay ahead or, or how to kind of just continue to be in lockstep with what's happening in the marketplace. And you can do all the A, B testing and multivariate testing you need to, you know, if you're so inclined, to go ahead and make some incremental tiny changes. But if you really want to capture the heart of your customer, which is what every brand is trying to do right now, is to to be a part of that customer journey. It's not just understanding the journey. A brand should want to be a part of that journey. So you have to go out there and understand those behaviors, map that journey the appropriate way, not just using data from digital touch points, and figure out how can you add to that journey in a logical way that's going to make you more a part of their natural behaviors than a roadblock or something additive or something that's cool and whiz bang that's great for the six months but then out of date because somebody else has passed you you can either you can play this game and you can run at breakneck speed with everybody else who's trying to you know or is blinded by the bright shiny object or you can be smart and do things that your customers want versus trying to keep pace with competition
0: do you feel like the companies that you both are observing right now really do have an eye on on the prize that's that's years down the road?
1: Yeah, I think I think they're starting to to talk about that. I mean, this I think you know I guess that's one of the benefits of this digital transformation buzzword is that they recognize that there's a need to change or evolve. And uh, some of the customers that we're talking to, you know, what what they're seeing is that they think that and and they believe as well is that this customer journey is the kind of the the backbone of that conversation to reorganize, you know, to to break down these kind of artificial walls that have been put up between these different channels. You know, you have uh, these customer touch points like a website and a call center and a product and a help you know, within a product, you know, you have multiple touch points with the customer and those end up becoming these, these siloed channels that get their own budgets. They have their own directors and they're all trying to do their own agenda to solve their slice of the customer problem or issue or, you know, the relationship, their particular touch point. They want to solve that. And what they haven't really done well is collaborate with each other and realize that, you know, they're they're all part of, you know, fulfilling a customer journey and a customer experience. And I think what's what's great about being able to use something like a customer journey, you know, doing that kind of investigation that Kevin was speaking about to to get really close to the customer. When you have that single source of source of truth, then you have a narrative to build on, and then you can start to bridge across the aisle, across these uh, these different channels, so that they don't operate independently and that they actually see that when they can work together, they're creating a better customer experience in the kind of the holistic perspective.
0: It's almost like having a story or a fable, you know, gets everyone on the same page about what the actual uh, thing they're trying to communicate is. Uh, so it sounds like for larger organizations that have, lots of different uh, business strategies going on at the same time in order for them to get aligned, they need to get behind this story. Uh, And the, and the customer journey seems like it's, it's that story. Are there any other things you both feel that uh, can help inner communication between uh, leaders and and strategists inside of these companies?
2: Well, I think, I mean, like you said, it's the development of that, that customer story is so powerful, but it's also the basis for the organizational vision. So a lot of digital transformation is has to be championed from the top. Um, so you know, developing that story and understanding of the customer, but then translating that into a business vision, I think is also one of the biggest issues that a lot of organizations are having today is they don't necessarily understand how to make that transition. Uh, you know, It's not enough to just say, hey, here's the customer, here's what they believe in. We should all be aligned and going after that you have to kind of then say, okay, now what is the ramification of this on our business? And that's that's a big gap as well. If you just understand the customer and then you put that out there, what's going to happen is the way business are struct- is structured, they're going to take it and they're going to interpret it their own way they need to in their own silo. So you have to think about what needs to change in a business environment to make sure that uh, as this vision comes to life, it is reflected and implemented all the way down and across the entire organization, I think we're going to see some fundamental changes in 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 how businesses structure themselves, and we've already seen a lot of it. And there is still some turmoil on, you know, the role of a chief digital officer, a chief experience officer, a chief customer officer. Uh, you know, all of these things are different, uh, and they have a different lens and flavor to them. But uh, that vision piece. Uh, you know, and finding the right leaders to champion that vision, I think, is is another area that that most organizations need to figure out who is going to champion and lead that. Uh, if not the CEO, then then who?
1: Yeah, and I I think that you know how it how it starts to manifest when you actually see it kind of I guess roll down or get you know, through the organization, you know, one of the things that, that I've kind of been coming to the conclusion on is that, you know, we've been seeing a lot of uh, emphasis and interest on doing design systems. And so design systems, you know, it, it's, a, it's a way of being able to uh, allow design teams, development teams, you know, the, the folks that are actually producing uh, digital products you know, how can they operationalize and be much more uh, efficient, much more consistent in the way that they're communicating the, the customer experience in the products that they're developing? And so I, I think that there's a, something to be said there in, in being able to see that that's kind of a response to this desire to have this digital transformation in that You know, you have companies that have anywhere from a handful to a product suite of, you know, 50 or more digital products, and they start to look different. And when a customer engages with multiple products because they're trying to associate with a brand to complete their customer journey or their experience, it becomes really disjointed really quickly when they have to interface with these things that are very different from one piece of uh, software to another or one channel to another and a a design system is a as a way for uh, the product teams to be able to get consistency and once there is that vision established of what it should be then they can quickly start to develop more products and be able to innovate more quickly because they're not trying to solve the same problem over and over again they're actually using all these tools in their toolbox in this design system to be able to produce quickly to iterate to make things better Um, And, oh, by the way, these design systems aren't just a bunch of UI patterns, but there's also, like, editorial content, you know, how the message is displayed in terms of, you know, written content and now more and more starting to think about audible content, the way content is heard and spoken and received back in a, you know, a verbal form. So, you know, it's, it's scalable and extendable to deal with a lot of the kind of the changes in technology and what's available to us out there. Um, but the, the idea is that it's actually kind of creating this more um, operationalized concept within the product teams to continually look for ways to innovate and uh, to bring product to market that much faster.
2: Yeah, when you think about the the design system, you know a lot of these things that they have immediate impact and 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 large scale impact. So a design system's impact on uh, you know, on product and, and product consistency and design consistency is absolutely critical. But again, there's, then there's, it, it, as you move out from the from the center, you know, there's impacts on, you know, the content strategy, you know, so as you look at an omni-channel uh, approach, uh, a design system can inform your content strategy, uh, you know, so there's all sorts of different ways to look at what's being created inside an organization today and think about, all of the different uh, ways that it can extend to, to, to add value across the business. I mean, the same thing when you have really deep understanding of your user through contextual inquiries and, and uh, you know, observing their natural behaviors in their environment. Well, that should ha- have a huge impact on your social media strategy, So, you know, what you're using for your listening tools and how you're understanding what's happening, when you understand what their behaviors are, you can zero in on, you know, well, how do I listen for these triggers inside, you know, all these social networks and whatever listening tool I'm using, and then align that back to a content strategy, then funnel that through your design system to figure out how to make sure that that's in line. So when people experience your brand in a third, you know, an external channel that they recognize and understand that they're they're interacting with your brand in this omni-channel way, but the tone is consistent, the message is consistent, and the look is consistent. And I think that's one of the things that you know, as we think about the tools and, and what we try to bring forward to organizations, is how do we create this kind of series of assets and, and tools that are not just in a silo that they ha- they are extensible. Uh, and I think that's that's one of the things that that good businesses are doing now is saying. How do I create something that rolls up into a bigger package that effectively penetrates the entire organization? Uh, and, and that's that's where we're we're kind of focusing on and figuring out how do we continue to push that chain further down the road.
1: Well, and that's also like the the measurement tools too, right? Right. Because. You know, you- like you were saying, you got to be able to see that you're actually having an effect. You know, hopefully it's positive, but if it's not, you know, what do you understand from that data? And again, having that customer journey allows you to kind of develop a more rational hypothesis as to what's effective or not effective when, when you see that kind of stuff happening. But if you're not measuring the data and you're not relating it back to that customer journey, it's like all you're doing is just creating busy work. Right, well at the same time, you know, the rise of big data, you know, where people are overwhelmed with the data yeah.
2: points they have. I mean, when you have this you in- make sense of that. Well, when yeah, when you have this information, you're able to start to say, okay, here is the here are the data points that that have the greatest value to our business. So you can start to turn big data into smaller actionable data. You know, you can pay attention to and focus in a real-time basis on the data that's going to have the biggest impact on your business versus getting buried in in big piles and mountains of data. And I think, you know, that's the allure of of artificial intelligence. You know, it's rising right now because people want a machine to to understand that data for them. But at the same time, you know, AI is going to be powered by the right data being plugged into the right system. And yes, you can plug in a bunch of data to it, but how do you make sure you're you're giving the system the right data and that, that the algorithm is correct and that it's weighted appropriately versus dumping everything in and then waiting six to 12 months for the technology to kind of figure out what the trends are. You know, I mean, you got to leapfrog this stuff.
0: Yeah, and then you don't even understand why it's making the decisions that it's exactly. making because you really don't understand the data that you're putting into it. Exactly. We're seeing that today too. Well, to, to loop this back around then, it, it sounds like, a clear understanding of the business strategy throughout the whole organization. Um, a lot of uh, energy put into understanding who your customers are at a core level. Um, and then building a story around that that can constantly be checked in with cyclical, you know, uh, throughout different strategies within that organization in the building of reusable tools, uh, in order to keep the consistency of both the feeling of the brand and the look of the brand and, and those interactions with the customer are all things that digital transformation really is. And it sounds like just some of those things aren't happening today um, in other people's digital transformation strategies. Uh, and, and those things would really help. Is there any other um, advice that you would like to give companies out there that are either just starting on this path or they've been down this path for a while? I think
2: for me, it's the most important thing is, is to keep the cause and effect in the back of your head. So the best way to avoid tunnel vision and, uh, you know, over-investing in one area is as you're in that planning process, think about what effect it's going to have on the entire customer journey. And if you don't know it, that's the most critical element is, is figuring out if I add this or I change this, am I going to break something else? And I, I mean, any, good developer knows that you know when you're dealing with code, anytime you make one change, you can break something else inside the, inside the entire product. So I think the same thing applies here. Anytime you change something in your business, you can break something else. And when you don't have that visibility and you don't think about the cause and effect, you're putting yourself at risk. So you may put the greatest single digital touchpoint in the world out there and it may achieve your desired objective of generating more leads or increasing revenue. But the alternative to that or the effect of that may be you've invested so much money in that digital touchpoint and you've you've spent so much time creating that that now your customer service is lacking because you're robbing Peter to pay Paul. And, and I think that's the biggest challenge is Uh, make sure that you understand that cause and effect and that that's always in the back of your mind is if I, if I pull lever a, what happens to box B? Yeah.
1: And I I think for, for me, you know, that it is kind of a struggle, or at least when you, you see a lot of the, the information that's out there is to, you know, like, what do you do? Where do you start? And I think that that's, That's one of the things that uh, can be really challenging is that, uh, you know, when when, uh, an executive uh, catches on to this idea of digital transformation or hears about it, you know, how do you actually execute that within an organization and and actually, you know, get started? And there isn't a playbook for that yet. Uh, There isn't a a clearly defined first, second, and third step to, to be able to get on this path uh but i think that a path is probably the most appropriate way to think about it and that needs to be a vision set from the top you know in terms of defining a vision of what the company's trying to achieve with this digital transformation it's not a matter of just kind of updating processes or you know trying to implement a new technology platform to be able to make things happen better or faster it's you know being able to define the the vision of what the company's trying to achieve and i think that you know, what we have been talking about a lot, this this customer journey, is a, is a really good way to do that, to articulate it in a way that the, the rest of the organization can get behind. Because ultimately, you know, the, the people that are closest to the customer, the people that are doing the work that is, you know, being rolled out at the customer, they're the ones that are actually affecting a lot of that digital transformation change and just kind of like having these policies thrown down at them or you know, uh, you know, having to adopt some kind of agile or wagile or kind of approach to um, uh, product development. That, that's not the solution. It's maybe a technique, but um, the, the people that are actually doing the work, if they know what the vision is, they'll figure out the right tools to be, and the mechanics to be able to pull things together. Um, And so yeah, I think that that's that's something that's really pivotal is to really have a clear vision of of what the digital transformation means to the business and ultimately to be able to serve the customer.
0: Well, Michael and Kevin, thank you so much for uh, talking about this with me today. Digital transformation is definitely a buzzword. We're seeing it everywhere. Um, You've kind of made this nebulous term a lot more defined for everyone, especially for myself. And I appreciate you being on the show. Thank you.
1: Thanks, Mike. Thank you.